Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Lawrence Holmes, a.k.a. Loho. Glad that you are with me today. Going to take a little bit of a different trip today, which is apropos of the conversation that we're going to have on the podcast and just tell you something weird happened this morning and I wanted to discuss it with you. I was getting dressed and the great thing about doing radio or doing a podcast is you can kind of wear whatever you want. I dabble in TV and it's a lot more stressful to put together suits. And I know for my female colleagues, it's a lot more stressful for them to worry about what they're wearing, hair and makeup. So when that's why one of the things I love about doing this for a living is you get to wear whatever you want. Since I've made the move to afternoons, I've probably dressed a little bit better. Like I'm wearing a few more collared shirts here or there. But for the most part, my uniform every day is jeans or shorts and a hoodie. In Chicago, the weather has not been conducive to wearing shorts that often. So at least not yet. We'll see now that it's May whether that that changes. So it's usually shorts and a polo or jeans and a hoodie. That's kind of become my thing with the occasional button-up shirt here or there. So I have a collection of hoodies that is out of this world. So many that they probably need their own closet. And they range from my superhero stuff to sports stuff to a lot of school stuff. You know, I have a, a ton of Alabama hoodies. I have a ton of DePaul hoodies. And every now and again, like, you go on a trip somewhere and you pick up a hoodie from the school that you go visit. Like, I, I think my most exotic hoodie is my Northern Arizona University hoodie. So today, when I was getting dressed, I pulled a hoodie that I wear fairly often but haven't worn in a while. And it is the inspiration for today's podcast. I pulled out my Louisville Slugger hoodie. And I got that at the Louisville Slugger factory in Louisville, uh, Kentucky. The reason I bring it up is it's one of my favorite sports trips that I've ever gone on. And so I thought I would talk a little bit about the, the great trips that I've gone on and the trips that I want to go on as a sports fan. So the reason why I love Louisville is threefold from a sports standpoint. One, my late friend Doug Buffone played at the University of Louisville. He's a legend there. He's in the Ring of Honor. So when I went to go, the first time that I went to Louisville, like as a sports trip, I got to see like all of the photos and all of the film and Doug's name in the stadium. I got a great tour from a good friend who's a uh, fairly significant person. With the Louisville program, and they kind of squired me around. That trip overall was fantastic because I got to see the see the where the Louisville Cardinals play. I got to see their entire sports complex. It's pretty amazing that every sport there has its own complex, like women's softball, field hockey. Like they have their own complex. It's it's an amazing thing to see. And if you have time when you go to Louisville, I highly suggest it. On top of that, there's the Slugger Factory. And if you've never been to the Slugger Factory Museum, I would it's it's on the, the top of my list of sports trips that I've ever gone on. You get to see how bats are made, which is great. And there's a couple places that you can do that locally in Chicago, Homewood Bat, 
for example, they they'll occasionally let you in and let's see how the process goes. I might actually have the 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 guy who runs home with bat on one of the podcasts to talk about how bat is made. But I I love that place so much because Louisville Slugger is so connected to the history of baseball itself. So there's the museum and the factory. And you get into the museum and you get to see all the historical stuff, all the different bats that have been used throughout time in Major League Baseball. And it's it's stunning. Like when you see how heavy a Honus Wagner bat actually is, they have a replica of it. And you can see, like, how were people swinging these tree trunks back then? And they have a batting cage in there so you can go test out the the historical bats. I've always found that whenever I get into a batting cage, like, it's not a fun thing for me. It's, It's usually me working on stuff, even though I'm 43 years old and no one's going to ask me to play baseball, but just the routine of going into the cage is, uh, I usually pick Derek Jeter's bat when I go. Cause that's what I would swing a 33 30. They that's as close to what I would swing. I actually had a 33 30. I had when I was in college, I actually had a 34 29 and a half. I'm sorry, 34 and a half, 29 and a half. Bat that was amazing. I felt like I had incredible plate coverage with that bat. So you get the one that's closest to you and you go in and you have a good time. And then you can see how bats are made in the in the factory from a billet of wood to a finished product that a major league player is going to swing. Dipped all of that good stuff. You get to see how the machines work. It's it's fascinating, it's fun, it's a little bit terrifying, but they've been doing this since baseball began, and it's one of the reasons why it's my favorite trip. Like, being at the Slugger Factory is just kind of like being at home if you're a baseball fan, but then, since you're in Louisville, the Muhammad Ali Museum is literally down the street from the slugger factory. So it's it's like a two for one. Even if you don't go see the the Yum Center where the Louisville Cardinals play or the football facility that Louisville has, right there on the river is the Muhammad Ali Museum. And I was it's three floors and it's all this incredible memorabilia and video. It's interactive. So as you're walking through, you can get all of the video. Uh, all of the film stuff, and there's a full-size ring on the top floor of the museum, and it's so dope to to see the belts and the robes and all of the people that Ali fought, and he's an, a Louisville native. Cassius Clay grew up in, in Louisville. And it just it made me think about, like, man, I had a lot of fun on that trip. Then, to top that trip off, I really sports it up on that trip. Between going to see Doug at Louisville, going to the factory, and then going to the Ali Museum, I then went to my first SEC football game. I saw Kentucky play Southern Miss because it's about 80 miles. Lexington is about 80 miles from Louisville. It's easy drive. It's actually a beautiful drive. And I got all that in in one weekend. On top of the fact that Louisville is a great city, I've always enjoyed Southern metropolises and it's like a million people in Louisville. So in the, the 
the area around Louisville. I don't know if Louisville itself has a million people in it, but the area population in within driving distance of Louisville is about a million people. And there's great food and incredible music along with all the sports stuff. So it got me thinking about the places that I've been. And I wanted to share, hopefully I'm not sharing too much, I really enjoyed going to Canton last year for Brian Erlacher's induction. Here's the thing. I had been to Canton before. I had actually covered the Bears playing uh, a Hall of Fame game in 2005, I want to say it was, and I didn't appreciate it. I was there working, so I didn't take it in. I, I wasn't equipped as a young reporter back then to be able to have a little bit of fun along with doing my job. I'm more so equipped to take everything in now as I've gotten older and more experienced in the business. So that's what I did this time. I I didn't go inside the Hall of Fame for more than a couple minutes that first time. And I think the only reason I went in there is because there was some sort of Bears like presser thing that went on. This time I actually walked around the museum and it was terrific and I think that every football fan should go here's my suggestion on that don't go when the Hall of Fame inductions are going on because it's going to be packed you're going to be herded around because everyone's there from all over depending on who's being inducted into the Hall of Fame I would say a good time to go would be right before the Hall of Fame inductions happen or right after or whenever you can swing it. But but I'm saying that if you wait until someone from your favorite team is being inducted, be prepared to not be able to get around very easily. That, that city in that area is growing, but it can be a little difficult to find uh, housing, like that sort of thing. So go when there aren't a lot of people there. And maybe that's just my anxiety acting up. But go when there aren't a lot of people there, and then you can kind of take your time and really, really enjoy all of this. Like, enjoy the history of football. And what's cool is you have, it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but there's all sorts of stuff in there. But the Black College Football Hall of Fame is inside there. And since it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame, it's not just NFL. There's a USFL exhibit. I couldn't see if there was an XFL one. I don't remember seeing that on my last trip there. But it's fun to be in that place and see to see everything that you love about football kind of in one place, like the history of it. And what was cool for me is that the last time that I went, I saw Doug Buffon on the wall. Like, not the actual Doug, like, but there was a picture of him, and it was a picture of Doug and Buckus tackling someone, and that was the representing uh, of of the 60s in the NFL, and I thought that was kind of dope. So those are two places that I've been that I really, really liked and that I think are worth your time. I've joked about going to the Superdome for a football game to see the Saints play. I, If you have the means, if you're thinking about making a trip to New Orleans anyway, you should try and see a game there. It's a different experience. Uh, I'm not really one who likes domes, but the vibe in that place, the the level 
be ready because it is loud and it's fun and there's a great carnival. Like New Orleans carries itself into that place and it's very apparent when you're there. So that's really high on my list too. There are places that I've been that that are a little off the beaten path that you wouldn't think. The Peterson Athletic Center, for example, in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, by the way, another great sports trip. Now, you can't really two-for-one Pittsburgh basketball with Pirates baseball because the seasons don't match up. But when Pitt plays, like their arena is magnificent and their student section is insane. Absolutely insane. PNC Park is my favorite baseball venue. It's not close. Now, to be fair, I have not been to San Francisco. It's on the list. But that place is magical. And the great thing about Pittsburgh and the way that the stadium is set up, it's right around the corner, like literally around the corner from the Andy Warhol Museum. And it's phenomenal. And I got this tip from Alicia Roman, who is a meteorologist in Chicago for the NBC affiliate. She told me to, to take, I forgot what it's, the incline, that's what it's called, the incline in Pittsburgh, and it was like finding a whole new city. Pittsburgh is a sleeper vacation place, and I think that you should definitely go do it. All right, let me see what else. I'm in Alabama now to see an Iron Bowl. Like, that's a hard thing to pull off, but if you can, it's definitely worth it. I don't think I've done enough college football, to tell you the truth. And that's usually, that's usually been because I've been covering the NFL, so it makes it difficult. Like, if you were – when I was a beat reporter, it wasn't like I could – unless I was doubling up. If I was in a city that had a college football team and the Bears were playing the next day – then you get to experience it. But I will say I love the tailgate at Arizona State. That's fun. It's interesting. It's a whole different vibe than what you would get in the Midwest. But there are some places that are on my list uh, that that I want to make sure that I see and experience over the next few years. I'd very much like to go to a mountainy type place to watch a football game. So I'm talking Air Force or Colorado State or Utah because I've seen some of the pictures and the videos from those places, and it just looks spectacular. As far as a backdrop for watching college football, so that is very much on my list of things that I want to do, like maybe go to uh, Fort Collins and see what's going on. I had a buddy who played high school, of high school, what I played high school with, that played college ball at Wyoming. And he said that it's unreal up there too. So whether it's Fort Collins or Colorado Springs or going to Laramie and watching a game or Salt Lake City or Provo, like that's something that I really want to do. I've never been to the Army-Navy game. And I really want to see that. And I don't, I don't know how that works if you're allowed to just be a voyeur but I really would like to experience that because I think that the level of dedication that those young men show and the fun that the young men and women who are the cadets have at that game is pretty dope. And experiencing it, I think, would be very special. 
So I guess, I mean, it's not an Army-Navy game, but maybe I could do like an Air Force. I could do an Air Force-Navy game in Colorado Springs. And I guess it's not, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. But going to see Army-Navy, they get the whole weekend to themselves in college football, which I think is dope. I've been to Notre Dame. I'm not a big Notre Dame fan. In fact, I hate Notre Dame. But I will tell you that you should probably do it once in your life. And the Joyce Center, where they play basketball, uh, is um, top-notch. I actually had a great time there. But Army-Navy is on my list for sure of things that I want to do. I want to go see a Seattle Sounders match in Seattle. And maybe I'll, I'll look and see when the fire are out in Seattle. I don't know if I've already missed it. But I, I have heard legendary stories about what that's like, and I want me some of that. And maybe I shouldn't go to a Seattle-Chicago fire game. Maybe I should go see Seattle-Portland. Because that's the big rivalry in the MLS. That's the one where you're getting 60,000 people showing up for a soccer match. Like that sort of thing. Um, I haven't traveled to Europe yet. I'm an Arsenal supporter. So maybe that's like on the list too. It's not high on my list as strange as it may sound. But I would like to see an NFL game in Mexico. Or an NBA game. I missed my chance with the Bulls last year. I, it, it was discussed since my radio station is a flagship for the Bulls. I actually talked to my program director like, hey, maybe I'll do a show down there and then watch the game. But whatever's happening in Monterey or Mexico City, I think that those two cities are are getting close to getting a professional franchise. I, I think that'll be like the next expansion phase. And since I'm talking about traveling internationally and close international travel, let me say that I would like to see a hockey game in Montreal. And I'm shocked that I haven't. I haven't been to Montreal, and I really want to go. My parents went to Montreal, and they loved it. I don't speak French. That could be a problem. But I have, I have a friend. My old, One of my old producers is actually in Montreal right now, and she is loving life. And some people told me that that is the the most European city in North America. Like, you will feel like you're in Europe. So Montreal is on the list. Oh, let me go back to a suggestion real quick before I finish my list. Go see a Thanksgiving basketball tournament. I've been to the Virgin Islands, and that's like a whole thing. I'm not saying go there. I would say if if the Puerto Rican shootout is going on, you should go. Even the ones that are inside the Continental, like Vegas has some, some usually some good tournaments. You can go out to Anaheim. They have a good tournament. But it's fun. Like, it's, it's so fresh because it's the beginning of the college basketball season, and you don't really know who's good yet. And you can you would see some teams that maybe you'll see down the road. Another thing that's on my list is to go to Vegas because during conference tournament time, because they have three conference tournaments going on. The Big West, the Mountain West, and the Pac-12 all have their conference tournaments in Vegas. And basketball in Vegas is a uh, it's a thing. Like, what do you mean we're in a casino? Well, I mean, we are. We're totally in a casino. You're here at the Orleans watching basketball. And it's like, oh, 
nothing strange about this at all. So, I don't know what trips you've been on. I just know that pulling this hoodie out of my closet today made me think fondly about sports trips that I've been on. So, I wanted to share. If you'd like to share some of your sports trips with me, then you should hit me up on Twitter. At Lawrence W. Holmes is where you can find me. Or on Instagram. Maybe you got tag me in some of your great sports pictures. At Lawrence W. Holmes on Instagram. And maybe make a suggestion on where, what thing that I should do. I would be remiss if I didn't say, even though I've interviewed and talked with and befriended my man Bob Kendrick from the Negro League Museum, I haven't been there yet. And I think that's going to be the next, like, sports trip that I take. I'm going to try to match it up to the White Sox going to Kansas City so that I can go to the Negro League Museum. Uh, I think that's important. It's important for everyone who loves baseball, but I think it's incredibly important for me. So that wraps up today's Loho Daily. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you hit me up on Twitter or Instagram with your thoughts on places that I should go for a sports trip. Thanks for listening. I got some good stuff for you tomorrow, and then I'm going to take some time off and go graduate from grad school. Roll Tide!